Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, our lost sister, ad-free and one week early only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Uh, joining me today are Brian and Noah. Anya is not here because she is in Canada and they don't have Wi-Fi in Canada. So <laughs> it's not working wherever she is. Nova, Nova Scotia? Scotia? Where is she? She's in Nova Scotia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's like at a, a cabin on a lake. So More she's like not Nova here. Internet. Brian. What? Nova oh, no, like no. Yeah, I use the word no at the beginning of Nova. It is a pun for no. Before we got started on the show today, just seconds ago, um, Noah and Brian were remembering local <laughs> TV ads yeah. in the New York area. And Noah had one that Brian didn't recognize. And then Brian said, Salino and Barnes. Yeah, Salino and Barnes is a uh, injury attorneys in New York area, uh, and they had a catchy phrase. You know, I think I know Salino and Barnes. You do. Maybe I know it from living in New York. Sure. No, they were there when you were there. But I don't think I watched TV in New York. How would I have seen this? I'm very confused. But maybe I did. Maybe I don't remember my 
They didn't have yeah, it was TV. I wasn't ads. listening to the local radio either, but I do know some, maybe they, yeah, subway ads or something. Okay, anyway, so what about Selena and Barnes? Did, did you want to tell us? And you said, save it for the show. <laughs> well, Everyone said, maybe needs to hear I this. Should. This better be good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pressure's on. Uh, first of all, nothing I say is uh, worthy of that uh, type of. Uh, uh, God, I, Noah, can you do you remember the Selena and Barnes uh, theme yes. song? Selena and Barnes. Injury, Injury attorney, attorney, call Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, well, Barnes is dead. Barnes has <laughs> <Okay>. died. <laughs> okay. uh, Just died? He, he died. No, it was a couple of years ago, but he died in, okay. a, in a helicopter crash. Holy fuck. What? Yeah, it was Wait, a, I do remember this. Yes. What? Yeah, he died in a helicopter crash. Or maybe it was like a small plane, but he was flying it and he died. Um, oh. So it's like, yeah, it's tragic, but also like he was flying the plane, so people are like, okay, well, you know, he he took the risk and he didn't didn't pan out. But what's funny about it, or not mm. funny, but what's interesting about it is that the billboards around uh, the city that used to say Salino and Barnes, within like ten days, it was just Salino injury attorney. Oh, he was like, so excited like to he, finally get Barnes out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I bet you he was ready to break up with Barnes. He was sick of having Salino and Barnes. He just, he wanted it to be just Salito 888-8888. And now he's got it. I haven't heard any song yet, but I, I, it makes me wonder if there's a conspiracy theory that perhaps Salino sabotaged the helicopter. Really? I mean, it's my conspiracy theory. Oh, I just would love to see him get the call that it happened. (laughs) That's what, that's footage I want to see. Of like, no. And he's writing things down right away. Like, and he's waving it for his secretary. Get on the billboards. He's out. He's done. Oh, this happened. He does like a mime of a plane going into the his desk. She's like, no. She's crying. He's like, get over it. Move on these billboards. Get Bar get Barnes's name out of there. I there is something so um man, when I hear of a plane crash, I'm on it. I want to know everything about it. That's why I know about this. Like, just a tragedy like that. Yeah. God. I got really into... Um, who is the woman? Patsy Cline died in a plane mm. crash. Read about her a lot the other day. Um, had no idea that she died that way. Um, and it's so tragic. And she used to, like, have premonitions that she was going to die. She used to, like, tell people oh, she was shit. in a really bad car crash where she almost got scalped <sighs> to death. Like, a couple years before her plane crash. And she, she survived that. And then uh, the plane, not so much. And um, God, there was one I read about over the weekend that was, oh God, oh, there's this a couple is so bad. plane crashes over the this weekend. This girl, was there? I think maybe you're about to talk about the one at the air show or something. No, I didn't. Oh. I did read about that last night. There's, you know, in my Reddit search of last images where it's the last image of a person, there was a guy taking a selfie and behind him was like this pilot that was standing on the wing of her plane being like, I'm getting ready to go up and fly. And it was like, that she died. And oh then there was God. like a crash at an air show and then the air show kept going. And then there was another crash or oh something my like that. God. At the same air show. They were like, we just got to keep going. And then there was another one. That's just what I read in a Reddit comment. So who knows if it's true. But this was um, also in last images where I read all my morbid <laughs> stuff. It was a girl in a um, helicopter with her. It was like, it was a screenshot from like the video. She's in a helicopter with her brother and she's in a wedding gown. She had the idea to surprise her groom by helicoptering into, instead of being walked down the aisle, I'll helicopter in and he has no idea. So he's waiting 
Everyone's waiting at the ceremony. Here comes the bride. <laughs> and they all start getting alerts on their phone. This is what I'm guessing, because it kind of said something like this, that there was a, pl- a helicopter crash a mile away. And no one at the wedding knew that she was coming in by a helicopter because it was a surprise. Oh, my God. Except one person. So that one person was probably like, there was what? Wait, it, sorry, share that with me. There was a a, a mile a mile away. Okay. Oh god. Oh, no. Oh god. And had to like tell people. And she w- It was really foggy, guys. Uh, if it's fogging up, yeah. Not don't go in a it. helicopter. Just don't go in a helicopter. Don't go in a helicopter. I did it in Hawaii. And it was one of the most extraordinary experiences of my <laughs> life going over this like cliff that had a waterfall. And then you just right over it. You're like, it's all grass beneath you. And then you go over it and it's like Jurassic Park. And it's like this mm-hmm. huge. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Still not worth it now that I think back on it because I could have died. And, and I just get so nervous about those propellers. I have dreams where all I'm doing is ducking as I'm walking into mm-hmm. near a helicopter. You ever hear about people that are like plane propellers that they're just walking out of the plane and yes. Oh my God. And they just walk right into it. Cause you can't see it. I mean, oh, I don't Jesus seek this Christ. stuff out. So I haven't, I haven't seen the specific story about it, but I do know that I'm very mad at places like seemingly innocent publications, like people magazine, because they <laughs> just love, and on my news app, when they pop up, it's always something like, Bride and groom die on the way to their wedding, or I gotta uh, subscribe then. Man who just had a baby had his it's fear porn. It's it's fear porn. People get addicted to that. It kind of is, and I like I love being scared of things and having my fears validated because I'm not doing this Mm. stuff anyway. So it makes me feel like good job, Nikki. You're not going skydiving. Yeah, you're not going to a rodeo. You're not going to a monster truck rally. Mm-hmm. This is the right thing to do. Which, by the way, what is the point of a monster truck rally? Is is it really? I mean, people could say the same thing about a Taylor Swift concert. I really want to understand. Is it very exciting to see cars go way up in the air and like fall in some mud? <laughs> like, they smash other cars, though. They smash other cars, too. But That's why fun. is that entertaining? I realized another fear of mine over the weekend because I went to go see Barbie and oh. there was a ad for... I usually love, um, you know, trailers, but there, uh, there's just too much action going on. I close my eyes during any car chase scene. It is not mm. the fear of the crash. I don't like when a beautiful new car, even there was a Barbie chase scene. I close my eyes during it. If anyone in listening saw Barbie, there's a scene where she is in like definitely a Chevy truck that they bought an ad for because it's all Chevys chasing each other. Mm. And this Chevy, like you press a button and it like, it goes faster. There's not that button in the Chevy <laughs> that you buy. I don't understand why they even like are selling. People are going to be like, where's that button that makes you go hundreds of miles an hour faster than the cops. Anyway, she's in a Chevy and it's like a new, I don't like watching new cars go up on curbs and like have their axles like disrupted. <laughs> it really, really bothers me because there's going to be so like, I hate hitting a bump or like and in mm. car chases, they're always going over curbs and they're, they're breaking really fast and then there's smoke. And I'm like, Oh, the tires are being damaged. I don't like <laughs> watching damage. Interesting. It, it, you only to like people it when pe- either. I don't like watching people get. Yeah. Like well, you fall love hearing about or, people getting damaged. Why don't you like for, I like hearing about, like complete destruction. Like I didn't mind the cars that are like being slammed into each other and 
like they're totaled. But uh-huh. if you still have to drive that Chevy around after it's been in this chase, I feel like its alignment is going to be off. It's a brand new car. You're just ruining it. I think I also have like my mom's voice in my head. Like you just got this car, Nick. <laughs> oh. You all oh, the and my dad being like you. The my dad talks about car alignment more than his love of his grandchildren. Like there's every car, the alignment's off. I got to get the tires rotated. Every single car, the alignment's off. Any curb you hit, any little bump, the alignment's off. So I have that kind of paranoia. But I don't like car chasing scenes, although there was an ad for this new movie called Gran Turismo, which is going to bomb probably. But it's about like people who play the Gran Turismo video game and then they are recruited to like play it. And there's a guy in it that I find myself wildly attracted to and... I don't I don't know what happened. I, I've I've seen this guy before. I was never into him. And then he showed up on the trailer and I was like, that guy's hot. And he it made me feel the same way I felt as like a young girl when I've I talk about it on stage sometime when I first uh was attracted to JFK Jr. when I was in eighth grade. I was like, I'm a woman now because I'm like attracted to a man. <laughs> and this guy, I feel like I'm growing up because there's just, when you get start getting attracted to 50, 60-year-old men, like, you're like, oh, mm. I'm just getting older. Like, my body's just regulating to what I deserve now because I'm, <laughs> my skin is older. Um, so who's the guy in, it's... David he, Harbour? Well, he's, yes. The, the guy from Stranger Things, the sheriff. Oh, yeah, Stranger and Things. I haven't seen Stranger Things, but my God, there's something about him in this... He just seems kind and giant. Yeah, that's he is his. A big, uh, he's a very big man. That's the characters he plays. Kind, kind and giant, yeah. and he seems a little stern in this one too. Like he's not putting up with these little gamers bullshit. That's exactly he what he does. Doesn't believe in them. That's him in Stranger yeah. Things. He's a sheriff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay, I think I saw the first episode of Stranger Things. I do remember him <gasps> in it. I've seen this guy before. He's married to Lily, Lily Allen. Allen. Yeah. Don't even think mm. I didn't research it. Okay. Um, she's my age. Not that I want a chance with this guy. I'm very happy in my relationship. But I was like, "Uh uh-oh, new attraction unlocked. Mm. I've never been attracted to anyone who looks like him even remotely. This is like a, he's just a burly man. Like like a bear man. Yeah. 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 Never have been into a bear. I like kikis. I don't like boobas. He's definitely got a... uh, (laughs) uh, a, a, No one knows what He's definitely typecast as a tough... Lovable guy, like he was in kind Black, of a doofus. Yeah, he was in the Black Widow movie as he played a Russian uh, at first villain who was really tough, but then it turns out that he was a sweet man. Um, and then he was in—he's got a kindness. He looks like he could be Bigfoot, or he could be Santa Claus, which he was in Violent Night, where he played Santa <gasps> Claus defending a house from intruders and killing people violently. Oh, I did see that picture of him on that. And I thought he was like in a horror movie about <laughs> Santa. But no, he's a good guy in that too. Yeah, I think it's more like in the genre of like cocaine bear where it's just like so over the top ridiculous. Right. That it's funny, but also entertaining. Well, that was a new thing for me. Um, I did see Barbie this weekend and it was, it was everything I wanted it to be. You know, I like lowered my, I tempered my expectations because it was so built up and I was thinking this is going to be the next Mean Girls, like this seminal comedy classic that I would revisit the rest of my life. Was it that? No, Mm. it wasn't that. I will, I don't need to ever see Barbie again. I might need to see it if I was, I would watch it with Chris again and just, I would like to get his take on it. I would like to watch it with the girls trip, get your guys' take on it. That's the only reason I really want to see it. Um, again, but not because it wasn't good, 
Um, do you ever see a movie where you're like, you leave and you go, oh, that was okay. But then you can't stop thinking about it and you go, wait a second. I think it was probably really good because sure. you, sh- you should be able to get a bad movie. It should leave your head right away. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not, I'm thinking a lot about what just happened. So it was like that for me. Um, it was, uh, my favorite part of the whole movie, I told Brian this last night, but... Oh, we need Anya's um, spoiler horn. <laughs> this isn't a spoiler. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I just sound like I'm having an asthma attack, like a fucking <laughs> porpoise having a seizure. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how she does it, but um, there's just one line that really... First of all, here, let me just give you some headlines, and these aren't spoilers. And this everyone has heard. If you've read anything about Barbie, you know this stuff. Ryan Gosling is a comedy treasure. (sighs) I want to go back and watch everything he's ever done just in search of sponging out any even more self-comedy. Although I will say, he was really funny in that um, wild crazy love or what crazy fucked up love. There's some movie where he like is training Steve Carell's character to be crazy stupid love. Mm Mm-hmm. He was great in that, and he was kind of funny and charming. I mean, he's always charming, but my God, him as Ken. I mean, you've seen the trailers for it, I'm guessing, where he's just yeah. like, there's this one trailer that doesn't give anything away. It's in the trailer. Everyone calm down. Where um, she's like, he's injured, and he's at the doctor, and they're like, you're healed. In the second, in the sentence that I'm talking to you, you've healed completely, because it's Barbie land and everything is fine. And then he's like, Barbie, you know my job isn't even lifeguard. It's not even lifeguard. My my job is beach. And she goes, I know, Ken. And he's like, cool, Barbie. And then he goes like, Barbie, can I come? So Bar- Ken's whole existence is based on whether Barbie looks at him. That's what. That's like the first line of the movie is like, and Ken, there's a narrator that's like, and Ken's only purpose is if Barbie talks to him that day. And so she's like, hi, Ken. And he's like, yeah. And then she says hi to another Ken. And he's like, sad again. And he's just so, he's so fucking good. You got to see the movie just for him. And also to stare at Margot Robbie's stunning face the whole time it's just fun to watch her face she is incredible so there is one part that i love and this is my favorite line in the whole thing and i'm not ruining any of the plot by saying this but there is a moment where barbie is bedraggled looking and her beauty has been kind of stripped away and it's it's this pivotal moment where she's realizing that like all of the her worth was in her beauty almost and now she's ugly and she doesn't feel like she's worthwhile anymore. And she's telling America Ferrara's character like, and I'm ugly now. And it, she's supposed to look ugly, man. She has no makeup. Her hair is flat. She's like laying on the ground. Her face has been in the astroturf and she rolls over and she's like, and I'm ugly and no one will love me. She says something like that. And then the movie pauses and oh my God, I had the, I had the quote saved. Let me just pull up the quote really quick. I know this is annoying. Because I screenshotted it because I wanted to get it right. Um, It says, During the heartbreaking speech, Barbie admits that she never feels good enough and not pretty enough, despite essentially being the perfect woman. It's then that the narrator, who has been silent for most of the film, chimes in with, Note to filmmakers, Margot Robbie is not the right person to cast to make this point. (laughs) It was so refreshing because what movie in the middle of the movie says the actor's Mm. name? which is insane. But you can tell that they made this adjustment because they were, pro- I would love to interview 
if I ever talked to Greta Gerwig, I would ask her, when did you put that line in? Because was it after you were probably watching it, you were probably doing screenings and it just wasn't resonating and you needed to address the obvious, which was this woman's too beautiful. And to prove a point about women feeling ugly, you're using the wrong person. Mm -hmm. And they probably just went into ADR the next day and were like, let's just quickly get this line from Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren was probably in a hotel room in Prague. (laughs) <laughs> like with a blanket over her head, just being like, note to filmmakers. And she was like, I'm Wait, doing Helen this line. Helen Mirren I- was the narrator? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Helen Mirren is doing everything. She is doing, really? I mean, she is, well, she, yeah, she's narrating all sorts of things. She's saying yes to things that she shouldn't say yes to. Like, like what? She, she was the um, host of uh, the Harry Potter quiz show that was on Hulu. Um, oh. and, and she clearly like didn't get like what the point of the show was and maybe didn't really see Harry Potter or something because every time she would ask a question, she, she would read it like a, a grandmother referencing something that her grandchild likes. She'd oh, like, like, uh, like the quote unquote jiggy with it. Yes, like, yes exactly. Like that. Yeah. In the movie. And, kind of, and then she'd have to make, she was supposed uh, puffs. Every time there is a game show or there is something like that that needs to be hosted, you need to cast a comedian. It is so awkward when an actor like Her- Helen Mirren is forced to make a funny retort or witty banter or something in a situation like that. It's, it's I crazy. Agree more so in that in that in that work. game show, she's like, yeah. So she says things like that in the first Harry Potter film. Hermione Granger did magic for which house? And then they have to guess, and they're like, uh, Hufflepuff. And then she has to say, and then she has to make like a joke because they got it wrong, and that's like an easy question. So she'll, mm-hmm. she'll then she'll say something like, "Oh no, it appears the Quidditch snitch got out of your hand." <laughs> and it's like clearly someone wrote that for her who's not funny and then she delivered it as if because she, she didn't really know it what was. the words meant but she said them that's what it felt it's, like the whole show people don't people just think that anyone can do this stuff because they're famous and that's enough and it you know oftentimes it is enough um that they're famous yeah. and th- that's good enough but you're you're so right there's so many awkward uh hosts of things and just because they're famous and it's excruciating to watch and um and thank god for that because comedians being stand-up comedians it's like we get bored of stand-up we like to do other things we're not always the best actors like people don't trust us to put us in that stuff but thank god we can do that shit um but we have to take a break we'll be right back with helen mirren she said yes to coming on our show (laughs) (laughs) she just does anything Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. All right, we're back. So I saw the Barbie movie, and um, I was and delighted you went by alone. it. it was fun. I went alone, yeah. I was coming back from a, a lunch with my friend Lizzie and then I was just like man I've got a whole afternoon of nothing to do which I'm very uncomfortable with and even though I complain about being overscheduled all the time mm-hmm. and I was like I do want to see Barbie it's like one thing that I've I haven't wanted to do anything like this in so long but it was like I really want to go see that I want to be a part of the zeitgeist I want to be able to talk about it with people even though no one in my life has seen it <laughs> no one I tried desperately last night. I'm working on this project and there was a one girl who's seen it and I was trying to flag her down to be like, can we talk about it? But none of my girlfriends have seen it. None of my family has seen it. No one in my life has seen it. I could have waited. But anyway, I want to talk about it desperately with people. Um, and, uh, but what are yeah, your so thoughts I wanted to on go. the uh, Barbenheimer phenomenon? I mean, I don't, my friend Lizzie saw Oppenheimer and she's, she has a new joke that she was like, I saw three movies this weekend. It was Oppenheimer, um, which I like (laughs) because it's too long. Mm -hmm. Barbie's an hour and 54 minutes. I checked. I, I, any movie I put in my phone, Google just fills in because it knows that I need to know running time. Yeah. I need to know how long this motherfucker is going to take. And 
you you bet your ass i knew exactly the i looked at my phone the minute the the trailer was uh, trailers were over so i could go one hour and 54 minutes from this time i will be out of here i'm just always looking for things to be over yeah, yeah um that. oppenheimer she said there was too much music in it like there's a beach scene and it's like dun, 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 dun. there's like he's going to bed and they're like <laughs> like it's like the music is constantly swelling to this crescendo of 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 anxiety and yeah, I just hear it's super um, anxious, and but I do want to see it just so I know references, and um, I would like to see it with Chris, and I would like to see mm. it when we can pause it because that was something I wanted to do during the Barbie movie. I missed sure, a good chunk sure. because I had to go to the bathroom at one point, and I mm. wanted to pause it, but I couldn't do that. Um, but you know about but, the Barbenheimer phenomenon, this meme. Well, I know about people going to see a double feature, yeah, so but not like, many people did because Oppenheimer only has made. <laughs> 300 million and Barbie has made 700 million. So, yeah, well, they definitely drafted off of each other. And, and certainly Oppenheimer, I think, drafted off of Barbie because I don't think it would have been as popular if not. No, for the I had no idea even what that movie was until <laughs> it well, was all attached Nolan. to Barbie. It's like a different, well, of it's course, like the Dark Knight yes. fans and then okay, and Inception yes, and stuff. So on boy Reddit, they were talking about Oppenheimer a lot. Like Chris already knew about it as soon as I was like, what is this Oppenheimer thing? Because I just only knew it as attached to Barbie. But what a great marketing scheme. Well, I think I, this, I think that they didn't plan this. I think this is no. the internet being sarcastic and ironic and saying that they're going to go see both movies. And then the studios just fucking hit the jackpot. It was an organic yeah meme that people only liked it because it was so stupid it happens on the internet all the time where something is so stupid that people then sarcastically and ironically pretend that they love it so people did go see both movies and what i'm not looking forward to is the next movie that those execs have they they're gonna think that they're gonna have a huge hit on their hand based on their genius whatever paddington turismo yeah it's like (laughs) you're gonna go see paddington 2 and grand turismo and people are gonna be like no sorry nice try and it's like you're not a genius nobody you didn't do anything to make all that money on oppenheimer and barbie it was because people found something randomly so stupid that they went and did it, and you're not going to be able to recreate that. And I can just picture the exec being like, yeah, I did I, I did Oppenheimer. I think I know what I'm doing around here. Ugh. And then they're going to fucking have a flop. Their next movie, whoever the execs or producers right. of, of the people who made Oppenheimer, their next movie will be a flop. You heard it here. It's going to bomb. It's probably going to be like an eight. It's probably going to be like a $1 billion budget, and it's going to make like $300 million or something. I guarantee it. Do you it. guys know what barbie is about because one of my, the the reason i wanted to see barbie more than anything was like what the fuck how are they going to make this a feminist statement like what are they doing with it what could the plot possibly be chris and i were also talking about this like how could barbie how could this be a funny script like how could they make a like barbie is a big deal but it's not i'm sorry i think it's taking on this cultural importance that it really didn't have like they're making a story about how Barbie is in all of our lives and has been with us all along when I gotta say we all stopped playing with Barbie and they even say it in the movie around five years old and it's not like it's if you maybe have some kind of down syndrome or something Barbie has stayed in your life until your adulthood but and that is no shade on people with down syndrome but they tend to like childlike things well into their adulthood you Barbie is an afterthought and it wasn't that I didn't like I didn't feel empowered by Barbie. It didn't make me feel like I could go and get a job and be an astronaut. Maybe it did. Like maybe the Barbie, the vet made me go, oh, I could be a vet. And it's, it's, 
it's as easy as like you know there's just a picture of a dog skeleton on the wall and that's all i have to do all day is just have a stethoscope with a paw print on it and there's a dog skeleton on my wall and i get to pet little dogs all day and i get to wear cute little outfits but barbie did not impact me this much i think that was part of their marketing scheme was to sell us on the idea that barbie was a huge part of our lives when it wasn't oh yeah um do you know what the plot was can you guys guess like what what it's about well from the what i've i've heard some things about it but i'm i'm going to guess that barbie is in barbie land and then she gets zapped into uh the human world yes that's the guess and she shows them that women can do anything Right. So the pretty the women. loose premise is is that Barbie Land and real life are separate, which okay, that's great. That makes it so it can be a thing. And Mattel is aware of Barbie Land and likes to keep Barbie Land as Barbie Land. And Barbie Land has the disillusionment that they've solved everything for women. In Barbie Land, all the women are like in charge of everything. Every woman is a Supreme Court justice. Every woman wins a Nobel Prize. Every woman and men are just like less less than women are in the real world. Like they're just they're an afterthought. No one even knows where they live. They're just there. And like every night is girls night. Ken always goes home alone. No one even knows where he goes. He's just there. It's it's Barbie and Ken. And this world is created by a large corporation called Mattel. Yes. Oh, Okay. Yes. But they, it's it's like it's it's self it's Mattel's not controlling it. It's not like Truman Show. It's just okay. it's the world, mm-hmm. and they walk around on their tiptoes, and then things start to go haywire. Where Barbie starts to like have thoughts of death and like have flat feet, and this is in the like beginning of the movie, and they realize that there's some kind of you. It's just you can make up anything. They're like there is a a portal that's open, and somehow the real world. Thoughts of like what the real world is like for women are is entering into Barbie land and it's and all the Barbies are freaking out that she has flat feet and they're like, oh, my God, you have to go see weird Barbie and weird Barbie is this Barbie that represents like the girl, the Barbie that has like cut hair and like marker on her face and like girls like is always in the splits. And that's played by Kate McKinnon, who is genius. Anyway, I thought it was very interesting how they did it. And I'm always curious, like when you have the concept of like, what's a Barbie movie? I don't know how they're going to do Polly Pocket, the movie, but I guess it's being made. Like they're going to try to recreate this for like every toy. It's an epidemic in Hollywood. I mean, every fucking show and movie, it doesn't matter. As Hollywood execs are afraid to make new things these days. All they do is make things with pre-existing IP. Unless it's like, even, even Oppenheimer is a historical thing, but if you can attach a, a someone who already had a successful thing then they can make what they want. But if it's a if it's a new person, it can either be superheroes or it can be pre-existing IP. There must be something attached. They're running yeah, out. Yeah, people are talking frankly. about how Barbie isn't like is a new concept. No, it's pre-existing IP. Yes. So it it really wasn't anything original. Um, Gran Turismo so, pre-existing IP. Yeah, everything. Yes. Just like every no every. I mean, yeah, there was there's a new um, Marvel DC character coming out, Beetlebug or something. Yeah, there's a there's the Blue Beetle, which is DC's. A, so DC is like there's a radioactive bug who bites somebody and then they get superpowers and they're going to just pretend like we didn't already see 7000 Spider-Man movies. I mean, insane. 
Um, that movie looks truly atrocious. It's just like granny has a gun. Like the pivotal moment in the movie is in the trailer where it's all of a sudden a granny, like someone's abuelita, yeah. like has a huge machine gun and they're like, granny, no. And she's like, I got it, kids. And it's like, that's the, f- why did you show us that? Like, that is the funniest thing that happens in the movie because it's all they have. Trailers suck now. They just give away everything. everything. That's why I didn't even watch mm. the Barbie trailer. It's, uh, if they would have left the foot moment for the Barbie yes. trailer, like that would have been a crucial moment in the, there's funny stuff that happens, but they, they gave away all the funny moments in Barbie. And I just gave away another one that actually would have been saved. Um, <laughs> but then, um, but yeah, the Barbie movie did make me later on. I was on, I did like nine sets this weekend, not like nine. I did nine sets this weekend and I was getting into some like feminist stuff that was maybe sometimes a little bit over the top. And I, Oh, at one point I go, listen, I know it's hard for men too. I saw Barbie and the crowd fucking exploded because <laughs> it was exactly what that movie was about. was like, men don't want to see it. Cause it's like, Oh, it's anti men. I guess like some right wing people are like up in arms, about don't go see Barbie because because it's a feminist movie, like w- that would be such a horrible thing, yeah. I guess. But that was me. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. You were a talking head on. Uh, I was almost going to say Tucker Carlson, but that's not on anymore. Um, Greg Gutfeld. Yeah, I don't know any Fox and Friends. Um, Gutfield. Yeah. So yeah, it, um, it it what it did. If anything, it made me feel like bad for men. And make me go like, oh, men need to be supported more and need more emotional support. They're kind of lost, which I guess is also not a good, like, you know, Fox and Friends people would think that's like, that's men aren't lost. They don't need to cry. Um, no, it's but a it was about time for that. men these days, you know, we got to grapple yeah. with the uh, with with the fact that people are questioning our power. Well, yes, it's that. I mean, listen, I love playing that card of like, oh, poor men. You've had it good for so long. Now it's our turn. Wah, wah. Oh, you can't cry. You're you're sad and isolated. But the truth is they are. Men are. Men don't have as many, like, it's, men don't have girls chats. Men don't have emotional support. They don't need it as much because women are just fucking bananas when it comes to emotions. But it is, there is a problem there. And men don't need to be mocked for for being like, having a stiff upper lip and like being a little bit um, and being angry because they do, they have like a lot of rage hormones that we don't have that. Thank God we don't have it that they don't know what to do with. There is a great book that is on my reading list. I actually started reading it a while ago and then I stopped and it talks about how men handle depression and their communication is so different than the way women do it. It's actually a book that's written for men, not really, you know, but it still gives like a good view of it for other people who might want to read it. It's um, Terrence Real, who I'm reading his other book. It's called I Don't Want to Talk About It. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I. Well, what a great. Yeah. Uh, what a great title. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's how men. Um, the most of the men that I know handle any kind of. They, they handle um, depression by actually like, like doing stuff. So it's like they will go and they'll start hitting nails into like a wooden plank and, and fix oh, up the porch that. or something. That's how they, they handle it's depression. Important. And we turn to our girlfriends to actually talk and, and have like emotional and process compatibility. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, do does building a porch help them process it though? Like, is it, is that helpful or is it like they're just building a porch around their problems? No, it's that, yeah. that is how they cope. And so it does work for them. For them yes. Right. I mean, I, I, I keep saying they and them, like, 
Like, I mean, I'm a man. I'm not building a porch when I get upset. Well, you might uh, do something but else. Brian, you're different. You're different. You have like um, a more feminine energy in that way. Like Brian has friends that he talks to about his feelings. How did, for men listening who don't have that, like, is that something you've always had? Is that something you realized you were lacking? Like you um, do seem to process your feelings in, in a, a way that I relate to at least. I That's have, why we're not including you. In <laughs> yeah, get <sorry>. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I think there's just men who are like me, and there are men who, uh, you know, bury everything and uh, hammer nails into wood in order to get rid of their feelings. But mm-hmm. I mean, I did go to therapy for a really long time, but, but I think I'm done. I don't think I have did to. Did you go think back. you were? A pussy for going like was it hard to get you to go the first time like how did you get in there no not at all i thought i i thought it was great i never thought i was a pussy and i do know i think it's there is cultural you know with people who when they grow up and around maybe your older brother calls you a pussy for going to therapy or something like that and they get beaten out of you that way or if you're on the football mm-hmm. team and that's why there's a lot of football teams like the indianapolis colts who they're like their charity you know every football team's got like a here's our you know how like pepsi is like mm-hmm. we're gonna do houses for dogs or whatever indianapolis colts charity is a uh, kick the stigma of talking about your mental health so it is like a thing in sports too but i never had a problem with it and i always i think i i'm open with complaining about all sorts of things so i, I think that's where it comes from is i'll oh, just complain and i'll just go on and on i talk a lot i just talked yeah, a lot do. just now no uh no, like what? I mean, welcome to the show. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, you do talk a lot. You talk things out and um, you have a more analytical approach to talking. You're not as um, feelings-based as facts-based, I've noticed, when you talk. Yeah. Um, which I think is probably more masculine. But you do have a lot of logic and, um, like, your mattress saga has been a yeah. fascinating one uh, to, to, to live through. Brian bought a Tempur-Pedic mattress. And I'm not joking you. Let me just tell Noah, how many hours do you think Brian spent at the mattress store the day that he purchased his mattress mm-hmm. before making that purchase? How many hours do you think he spent um, just at one mattress store? Was it one mattress store, Brian? Yeah, it was at one mattress store. Tempur-Pedic. Okay. Hour, uh, <laughs> yeah, how many hours? I, I mean, I can't imagine spending more than like an hour and a, with the, the buying process. Maybe like an but hour. Knowing and a half? that this question is probably a significant amount of time and it's Brian. Like, what would you guess if you were a betting woman that it's, it's, you know, I know what you and I would do is probably like more than an hour and a half is like excruciating. But what do you think Brian did? So if you didn't frame the question in a way where I would be able to tell that he spent probably like <laughs> yes. five hours at the store, I think I would say that Brian went to the store multiple times to just be sure. No, it's one time. One time. So I don't know. I guess I'm thinking about how long I spent and I just, knew it like immediately. So I would say like an hour and a half. Okay. Brian, how many hours did you spend in the store before? Well, you first of that? all, this was the second time I went to the store. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. Okay. I didn't so know cumulatively, that. Cumulatively, it's more than this. But the day I bought the bed, I spent six hours at the mattress store. <laughs> six? And I kept saying, am I the most annoying <laughs> uh, mattress purchaser you guys have ever had? And they're like, no, no. And then they did that thing where they're, they they go up into a uh, falsetto, and they would. And they also turn over to different <laughs> shifts of people. Well, that's what happened. It got to be so long that um, 
I said to a guy, one of the, there's two guys and one of the guys like, well, I'm going to take my lunch break. And so he left. And then I turned to the other guy and I was like, do you need a lunch break? I mean, we've been here for like three and three and a half hours. And he's like, no, 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 I don't need a lunch break. Actually, you know, I actually get a little bonus for pushing my lunch break. So it's actually good that you're here for so long because I can get a little bit of money because you're here for so long on my lunch break. What are you this doing? Makes no <laughs> sense to me how you could spend so this long there. of a time and you have someone assisting you the entire six hours. You so at then, no point where you like go take well, a nap. I said, you guys. I said to the guy, I was like, don't you need a lunch break? And he said, no, I get a little bump. And then another, but he's a- just hanging out with you for six hours. I no, have you seen him, him since I Is lay down and then I say, can you please, can you? Yeah. So I go there every, uh, every few days and lay down and we, May, you you know, lay down on each mattress for 15 you minutes. You have to lay down each. for 15 minutes to get a feel for it. So I told the guy, I said, you don't have to lay here next to me or stand around and watch me lay. Just go do whatever you want and I'll let you know when I need you. And he said, fine. And then an hour and a half passed and he comes up to me and he goes, listen, I really got to get lunch. I'm really hungry. And I was Aww. like, so go get lunch. Like he was the guy who was like, don't worry about it. I don't need lunch. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah. listen, enough time. I didn't think you were going to be here for five hours. I need to get lunch. So I was like, I'll tell you what. I'll go get lunch also, and then you get lunch, and then we'll reconvene after a lunch break. So we did that. I left for 20 minutes. I got a smoothie, and then I came back, and we both took a lunch break and then finished the six hours. And then I I tried all of these mattresses. I laid in... there was Did you five... fall asleep in any of them? It was like 15 minutes. You would just lay there and like toss and turn or like, what would you do for 15 minutes? Would you be on your phone or would you just stare at the wall? Like what Sometimes are you doing? I'd be on my phone uh, and sometimes there'd be another customer. There was this other guy who was also looking for a mattress and then and we laid in bed together and uh, we talked about the bed for 15 minutes. <laughs> that guy wound up buying a different bed than me. Uh, there is another guy who came in who had the same story as me where he's like, and he he was definitely rich. I mean, he did not give a fuck about buying the mattress. He was like, I will drop 50. He kept saying, this guy came in and he kept saying to the guy, he's like, I have a mattress. I don't like it. I spent a ridiculous amount of money on this mattress and I can't, it was the worst money I ever spent. It was this outrageous amount of money and I was not comfortable in it. My wife hates it and so we just want to get a new mattress. and. I was like, oh yeah, I did the same thing. I bought a really expensive mattress. I had it for three years and I hate it. And then I was like, yeah, it was like I spent like uh, $5,000 on a mattress. I threw $5,000 at him and I could just see it in his eyes. He's like, I'm not telling you how much I spent on my mattress because it was probably something like twenty dollars to $30,000, which you can buy oh my God. a custom-made like fancy mattress for that. Because he looked Why didn't like, you say I'll buy your mattress from you and try it out? Um, because that guy's just going to put it out on the street. Rich people don't care about reselling things. Yeah, well, I wanted a Tempur-Pedic and so did he. But oh, right. He, he just looked like a Beverly Hills rich guy and I was like, uh, $5,000 mattress is the equivalent of getting a Wayfair clearance sale mattress to him. But then he yes. wound up buying the most expensive mattress in the store. So did you. So did I, a different firmness level, but I got the same one and I, I fucking hate it. I spent six hours in that store laying in all the mattresses. So this, this didn't work for you, no, the six hours. No, it would have been it, better it, off. Because I asked Brian, the reason I know about six hours is he's talking about this mattress that, you know, he has and he hates. And I, and I hate to be like my mom because my mom would just go, then why did you buy it, Nick? And it's like, well, I didn't know I was going to hate it. The answer to that is like, because I didn't know, but I, I eventually asked Brian, 
why did you buy this mattress if you knew what you wanted and it goes against what you want? Because Brian wanted a Tempur-Pedic because he wanted that like sinking feeling where it like encapsulates yeah. you. Yeah. But then he ended up buying like a hybrid that's like a half spring, half that. So it's like, it was called the Del- the Lux. The, the Lux Breeze sl- Medium Hybrid. And it's Lux not Breeze that- Lux Breeze Medium Hybrid. It's not that I, um, it's not that a hybrid's bad. It's that these breezes are so fucking stiff. I, I really do think they're going to discontinue them because there's just no way they intend the bed to feel like this. There's just no way. But I go- I say, Brian, why did you get this mattress then? Like, how were you there six? And he goes, because I was tired and I was disoriented. <laughs> I was hungry and I didn't know where I was anymore. Like, he had been in this fucking store for so long yeah. that in the end it backfired because he was like, he hadn't seen sunlight in over yeah. six hours. He was like starting to lose his mind. No, I, yeah, never, I, I never give myself that much time to make a decision. About anything. Nothing. The other day I went and I got Family my nails planning. done and I yeah. wanted a, a pink for Barbie, even though I didn't see the movie. Oh yeah, your pink is so good, Noah. I was been looking at with the green sweatshirt that you're wearing. It's perfect. Thank you. I picked a pink, she put it on and it was sheer. And I was like, uh, I don't want sheer. I want it to cover. So she went and she brought me like three other colors. She put the first one on and, and then she was going to do the other one. And I was like, you know what? Don't even give me the choices. I like this. I like the one you put on my pinky. Let's keep it that way. Same, same. I can't. Well, I went and got my nails done yesterday, and the guy's like, "Is this good?" He like, you know, did a rounded one, and I was like, "Yeah, I it's don't fine. Care. It's fine." When they ask me rounded or or flat or coffin shaped, I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking about coffins right now because I I feel so bad that I, I don't care. I just don't care. I've never. I don't even know what woman would ever be like. I need it to be this shape of roundness and they're all fucked up the problem with going to nail salons is they gloop it on too much and then it will never dry Mm. my toes were still not dry and and i was pressing into them just to show how they weren't dry six hours later i could have bought a mattress in that time (laughs) and i was pressing into that and they still weren't dry that is absurd i want to go back there today i have an hour and a half and it's 30 minutes away but i want to drive back there just to say look at this this damage happened six hours after you guys painted it and mm. uh, and then not do anything because they'll just do it again. Like, I just want them to see. And I forgot my sunglasses there. Do you ever forget something and you just go, how much were those sunglasses? They were $85. Okay. I wore them for two months. That was sure. pretty. That was probably like $20 worth of wearing if for like when I really expected to lose these things. This place is 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they have it and I don't want to call ahead because they don't really speak English and they don't seem to like want to answer their phones based on when I was there. So maybe I just say goodbye to those glasses forever. What you just described is my thought process for every single decision I make about anything. <laughs> really? I just analyze well, it doesn't all that seem like You don't seem to value your time if, if I was to be guessing yeah. about how you manage your no, life. No, like, I am valuing my time because I knew that if I picked the wrong mattress, I would suffer and that would cost me way more time. you did suffer. And I it know. Is, it has wasted so much of your oh, time. My Yesterday, time. he went on another uh, mattress. What? I, um, went, I went to Macy's and expedition. I went to another. I, well, I wanted, he has to get rid of this mattress. He hates it. This mattress. So the thing about Tempur-Pedics <sighs> is that there's a break-in period and like yes. they say that you have to lay in it for 30 days and then it'll, it'll feel more like the store. It's more than 30 days. Well, whatever. Like it doesn't matter. That's the, that's the you know, oh, this mattress nine, is shit. 90 days is the time he has to return it. Yeah. But if he returns it, he's got to pay a restocking fee. But he also has the chance to return it, and then they just give you another mattress, and it's a fine, there's no restocking fee. Yeah. So that discourages people from 
you know, returning it and then buying a new one. But if he gets a new mattress without the restocking fee, if they just exchange it and it's a clear exchange, he's stuck with it. There's no 90 that's the, day that's anymore. The so right he now. is at a dilemma of what does he do? Because I would say, just go with the one you know. Now you've been back to the store. You've tested your mattress that you thought you wanted. It sucks that even there now. You, you realize when you got it, you were not in the right state of mind. Get a mattress now that um, feels like the, Normal. The, the one that you originally wanted, the Tempur-Pedic that fits to your body, not this hybrid bullshit, not the breeze bullshit. Not the breeze. And um, But he, but then I think about that and I go, nope, I, th- I think it's too much of a risk. Brian is too sensitive of a boy. Yeah, He's a, not going to like this mattress. It's just too much of a, I just, I'm stressed out for you, man. I don't know stressful. how you're going to do this. I went to the mattress store yesterday and I laid in <laughs> the... I laid in the Breeze Hybrid, the one that I bought, because I was like, did I just totally fuck this up? Because I must have laid it in the store and thought it was comfortable. That's why I bought it. This just must not be broken in yet. So I went to the store because I was like, I want to lay in the mattress that I bought and see how it's supposed to feel. Smart. So I did that. I laid in it. And I was like, this is the worst mattress I've ever laid in. Oh, it's so what was as going bad on as it is in my head. It's like my mattress isn't broken in. The one at the store is broken in, and it's like two percent softer. I just don't understand. I, I gotta feel this mattress. I want to come over and lay on it. By I all can't means, imagine a mattress being so fucking bad that you have horrible nights sleep. Your back is like cracking in half from the sleep. Like yes. I've just never heard of a mattress being that bad unless it had like spikes on it. Like I don't, or unless it was like a, a there are spikes you know, a on sofa it. mattress that you that has a bar going through it. There are spikes on the end and they cut you. And then there's like a river of acid that flows through the middle. That's what keeps it, it cool. It sounds like it. Every, every time I see you, you're just like my, the worst night's sleep of my life. Yeah, no, it really this fucks with me. Fucking mattress. My wife you're laid so- in it and you know, she has her own bed, much softer. My wife, so she doesn't have to do anything with this. My wife Maybe laid in it. Maybe it's time you two sleep in the same bed, <laughs> her bed. She laid in the bed and she said, she I would. She has a king-size bed. She's got a king-size bed all to herself and she sprawls out like a starfish right in for the middle. Now, for now, can you sleep in her bed so you don't have to like torture yourself anymore? You know well, you're I'm, getting rid of this one. I'm, well, I, I am torturing myself because just in case it breaks in and I'm like, you know what? I actually love this bed. Like, like Noah was can suggesting. Can you pay someone to lay in it while you're at work or something <laughs> like to break it in fact? What's um, and are I guess beds I get broken in at the store because people are laying in them that all day? That is what I don't understand: is how Tempur-Pedic could sell people a mattress that feels like shit for ninety days, and that's not just me. For many people, why? How could because you're the, reading consumer reviews and Reddit? How could I would how like to could say that company survive? I have survive? a Tempur-Pedic mattress and I love it. So two opposing views here. It's the best and yours, mattress ever. Do we know what model you have? You know, I was just trying to search through my email for it to see, but it might be, it, it is, it has like that cooling technology in it. So, me, so I think it they might be the hybrid. all have cooling technology, but this is the latest cooling technology. Is a there new anyone breeze that's cooling like, gel. doesn't want to be cool when they sleep? And why is this a new technology? This is like wheels on luggage. Hasn't everyone always <laughs> wanted to be cool when well, they memory sleep? memory foam mattresses why are we so sleep late really hot. They sleep really hot. You sink into them and it heats up. And that was the initial complaint about memory foam is that they sleep too hot. I sweat all night. So they started injecting this cooling technology into oh their God. mattresses. And now I think they've gone too, too far. But my wife laid in this mattress and she, said, and she said, I would rather sleep on the floor than sleep on this mattress. That's how stiff and hard it is. <sighs> anyway. I don't know what you're going to do. It's I'm pretty sure I'm going to return and then get a uh, Tempur-Pedic uh, 
hybrid medium non-breeze pro adapt. Okay. But you know, when you were talking about um you lose stuff like your uh like your sunglasses or you leave it somewhere, yeah. I I uh I lost my wallet this weekend. Oh yeah, <gasps> that yeah. sucks. Yeah, I lost my wallet and um uh Allie said, so this is like this is where like my I don't know I, if I don't have feelings or something, but I lost the wallet and I realized it was lost and I've just always been this way. I just instantaneously moved on from the fact that I lost it. And within 30 minutes, I have, I had replaced everything in the wallet. And Allie said that I have never seen someone move from like realization to losing something like that to like having it all taken care of so quickly. I'm very similar. Uh, I realized that when I left a, um, I left my purse in a cab one time and I remember someone was over at my house when I realized it, it might have been Andrew. We, I was at my apartment in New York. I realized I just got out of a cab and gotten up to my apartment four floor walk up and I get up there. We're up there for like a half hour and I go, Oh my God. And I know exactly what happened. There's no even question where, where it could be. Yeah. And I just was like, all right, well that it's just accept, immediate acceptance immediate because acceptance. Any of this, like, oh God, no, ah, oh, this. Be- I think it's a rebellion of my parents because, again, my parents would be like, "Why did you leave it there?" Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, because I wanted to. I really like losing things and replacing all my credit cards. Like, my mom's questions constantly is like, "Why wouldn't you look before you got out?" Yeah, and it's just oh, like, that's the worst. Just this constant shame of like, how right. dumb are you to have done this thing? Like, it's your fault. And so now I think I just in rebellion to that, which yeah. is a great thing. I just go immediately to acceptance. It's gone. Let's figure this out. Like when I realized yesterday I lost my glasses, it was just like, okay, do I care? I got some good times with them. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're cute. I think they're still in stock. I could still get them. And you know, we had, that was, I expected to lose them eventually. And it just happened sooner than later. There was a moment of like, Man, they were in my lap. I knew I should have put them in my bag. Yeah. Bad, bad Nikki. And it was probably for a point four seconds that I felt that way. I pictured them in my lap and I I picture putting them in my purse and I go, Why didn't you do that? And maybe I'll do it next time. But there's no point in beating yourself yeah. up because it, that doesn't bring them back. I no. used to get um I used to get like scolded and like, well, you're not getting another one. You're not getting another one. And I always lose my accessories. Like there's all, I hope I don't ever lose my engagement ring. This one I really right. look at, but I know that everything else that's jewelry is going to be lost one day unless I keep yes. it in a safe and never touch it. And I always yes. let myself off the hook for it because when I was younger, I was told, well, you're never going to get another one again. We're not buying you one. And now I'm just mm. like, well, I work and I can buy myself another one if I lose yeah. it. No big deal. Mm. Yeah, I was always just told this is why you you can't have anything nice. You lose everything. You treat everything poorly. Mm-hmm. You don't care about nice things. You just don't deserve nice things. And I've been th- like thinking about it recently, and I've been talking about it on stage, but I never got an American Girl doll, and my sister did. And I really think it was because... And she, to this day, is like a much more organized person, has three kids of her own, keeps track of everything, just is like such a good, efficient mom. And my parents just kind of knew 
this was not I was not to be in charge of an American Girl doll. They had too much going on. My sister always got like Littlest Pet Shop. Those mm. had so many little accessories. I was not going to keep track of all that bullshit and like Molly's <laughs> chalkboard and Addie's basket. Um, I It was just everything was going to get lost and I'm still to this day. And it is nice. I think that is a, a reason why I have like being um, well off in that way. Because now I kind of just, I don't know, when when I do lose something or I'm like, oh, we can just get another. Like, I do like the casualness with which with I get to respond to these things because my mom still does have that in her where it's like, Nick, you really got a stain on that. Oh, mm. where'd you get this? You just got to go. I'll just get another. It was 45 bucks. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I can get that out. And I go, nope. I have money. Like, I just like to, it's like this little fuck you to this, the chronic shame I felt of yeah. ruining everything. We'll be right back after this and talk about more stuff. I want to get into a book that Noah is reading. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Okay, we're back. Wait, one more thing Brian needs to say about this wallet. So I, I lost the wallet. I knew exactly where I lost it. I, it fell out mm. of my fucking fanny pack, which oh, I have a no. habit of not zipping it up and just walking around with it flopping around. And I and, and mm-hmm. I remember I was at a farmer's market once and I, I had it unzipped and the farmer's market guy was like, you got to zip your fanny pack. And I was like, nah, I'm fine. And that's when the writing was on the wall that one day I would lose my wallet. And so six months later, my wallet falls out of my fanny pack at a gas station. I lost at the gas station. I was like talking on the phone, filling my gas with my fanny pack just open. Just like your backpack. you don't talk on the phone. Uh, yeah. yeah. So this is a lesson. Like you could actually, something could fall out of and there. You love talking on the phone so much. And I, we were talking about this and it's like, stop talking on the phone. Just text people. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. To you talk. love a phone call. I'll talk for hours on the phone. I'll talk. I, I, the only thing I'll do for longer than that is, is try out mattresses. Buy a mattress. <laughs> I was talking on the phone, so I was distracted. I was filling up gas. I bought a lottery ticket, and then I dropped the wallet. The lottery ticket was not in the wallet. But the reason I, the way I learned that my wallet was stolen, because I texted you. I was like, hey, if, is, your, mm-hmm. is the wallet in your hotel room? I uh, called the gas station. I said, did anybody return the wallet? And they said, no. And then I saw on my uh, Chase account that there had been some purchases made. And then they, and I looked up online, what are the chances that somebody finds your wallet and returns it? And they said that statistically, it's a 50-50 chance that 50% of the time when someone finds a wallet, they return it. And then I was, so this, so I was looking at this guy, he made, he took my wallet and he bought $250 worth of Vans. He went to Vans and then he spent $80 Mm, at a a 7-Eleven. And I'm just like, what? I don't think it's a kid. I don't think it's a kid. I, I just think it's what, what kind of piece of shit person sees a wallet on the ground and their first thought yeah, is you, to immediately, immediately drive to the mall. He drove teenager, to the fucking mall. A kid. A kid. You think it was a kid? I don't know. Why who is wants, it a kid? Honestly. Vans, yes. I think it yeah. was no, a it's, teenager. No, it's not just kids who want Vans. I wonder what size they were. We could, we could find out. <laughs> <laughs> they, were si- they were baby shoes. Then it's probably for his baby. Yeah, I think a teen. Like maybe it was a teen. I, I've had that moment where I remember in college there was a girl walking in front of me who dropped some cash, and I just pocketed it. And I'll never forget how 
wrong that felt and like yeah. what the fuck like yeah, i get it if you find cash and no one's around like I d- i'm not gonna do a lot to be like did anyone drop some cash so it's like, like the it's worst thing now. you can do is say is take the cash and try to give it to someone at the hotel desk or the or this crazy yeah. and be like Insane. can you return this cash if someone comes by looking for the cash i'd like, never <laughs> in a million years do that but i saw this cash fall out of this girl's pocket and yeah. i pocketed it and it's one of the worst things i've ever done in my life i i really i, I i'm embarrassed to even admit that i did it and it was like three dollars i'm not even joking <laughs> oh. it was like no money but i was going through a hard time i mean i was a klepto back then anyway and um but yeah the 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 sociopathy that has to be going on in your head to steal a and my mu- ID I, I think was it's, in it's there. sociopathic. My ID was yeah, in there. ID. He could have so at least given the ID with, to the I know. like, but instead he took the whole thing. And if you put an ID in the mail, it'll send it to that address. Yeah, so you it's like I mean, maybe I'll maybe it'll show up. You just put it in a mailbox. Day. That's a really good tip. But yeah, like like they it's an, and and like my parks pass was in there, and it's just like you can't mm. use that parks pass, and so. I yeah I just I feel like it, I just lost condom, faith in humanity. That's what I always think is yeah, of course. <laughs> it's just like but you I, see a fucking wallet on the ground, you know where I live, you know where I lost. I, that's it. why I put um my phone number. Like Chris got me a label maker. I put my phone number and my name, Nikki G, on all my AirPods and on my laptop because most people are good. Yeah, and. Uh, this is what I've said before about the airport thing. Like, leave your luggage. Like, most people are not going to buy a ticket to go on a plane, get inside, and then just start stealing things and and steal a guitar that they then have to bring on their flight. Like, this isn't this isn't pre nine eleven where you can just walk into an airport. And even then, I would have probably trusted things. Um, most people are not going to steal things, but I would say I say it was more than fifty percent chance, depending on where you are, of course, but that you're going to get it back because most people aren't insane like this. I mean, I go to Starbucks all the time and I have my laptop out and my wallet and stuff and I will go to the bathroom and just leave it. And I don't ask a person near me, can you watch this? Because I'm like, I assume everyone's kind of looking out for each other and that's probably naive. And knock on wood, I knock on wood, knock on wood. I haven't had anyone steal anything from me, but um, just in case, you put your, phone your name and your number hand. on things. Huh? And your phone stolen from your hand, remember? Yeah, but that's like, from my hand this wasn't because i like left it sitting out like you can't really prevent that and now i do i will never on that corner it's right across from my apartment i will never walk stupidly with my phone in my hand uh, by my apartment on that same block anymore i mean uh, maybe that's not the i should never walk with it dude it was like a relay race like i was holding out a baton he already he got a (laughs) running start he came at me running and just grabbed it from my hand so fast I didn't even notice. And then he was running down the street. A bunch of people saw. They were all around me. It was like a crowded moment in my neighborhood. Uh-huh. And these two girls witnessed me have my phone stolen. And, and if he was a kid. I think he was probably like 12, 13 years old. And he was running away. And everyone wants to know, like, what race? It was a 5K. No, um, <laughs> he, I don't know what race he was. He had a hoodie on. But he was running away. and. Um, and I just and go, come yeah. on. <laughs> oh, come on. And I just love the idea that he'd be like, all right, <laughs> I will come on. Like, this is crazy. What am I doing with my life? But I really just wanted the phone case because it was this Taylor Swift phone case that I had uh, spent a lot of money on on Etsy and I really loved. And um, but yeah, I just I immediately accepted it in a way. It just reminds me exactly what you're talking about. These girls that witnessed it were like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I just picked up my Trader Joe. I just was like, nah, 
Well, I guess he needs it more than I do. I literally was over it within seconds. I said, come on. Uh, okay. And I just was like, guess I'll be on my laptop texting tonight. Yeah. I have to go to the Verizon store tomorrow. Like, I just already accepted it because what good? And they were like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm not going to call the police. Like, what? then I have to deal with them coming and by my place and writing a report. Shit. They won't They're do anything. They're not going to do anything. No. Who cares? I would be more torn over like, oh my God, this guy's going to see my photos. Was the phone unlocked? Were you using it? Yeah, I was I was using it. I was texting someone at the time. I wasn't worried about that because I would benefit from any photos leaking. <laughs> anything. <laughs> please, please break into my iCloud and use all the naked no. photos that I have no, in there. No, no, no. Begging you. No. I'll be more famous because of it. it I'll, I will be really hurt and discouraged But on your phone, there's so much sad, more information than just naked photos. But it will be so good photos. for me. There's so much right, information Right, but like, you could just get that from me anyway. I'm, you know, like, if they're going to fish you, you and find your stuff, like, I don't want that to happen. Please, God, no. Um, but na- when it comes to videos and naked photos and stuff, y- you know, what what, what are you going to do? Um, I would yeah, be a lot sure more s- upset if I lost my phone than, than my wallet. wallet. My wallet yeah. is like, you, you can cancel the credit cards and then those numbers are just useless now. And, um, you, I can get my, the one thing that's funny that they have now is my WGA card. So like they can go swipe in at the picket lines if they wanted to, or go get into the (laughs) WGA library. (laughs) They could be, maybe they'll start submitting packets. They need to wear out those new vans in the, in the line (laughs) picketing. Um, the phone though, it's, I think I would rather, because you know what, if I lose my ID, I have to go to the DMV. There's no way around it. You have to go wait in line, take a ticket number, sit in that terrible space, wait for your number to be called, realize you don't have all the right documentation. They send you back. It's like a lot of red tape. With a phone, you just have to like wait for the Apple logo to like upload and it takes like 20 minutes at the store <laughs> and then everything comes back pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, with but the ID, ID you, can, you have to go. I, in California, you don't have to go. I just went on the website and I said I, someone stole my ID and they send you a new one oh. for $30. Oh. Yeah. All right. That's not bad. Nothing right. that I, okay. that's why it wasn't so bad. I gave myself like 15 seconds to be upset, to do the thing that those girls were doing. I, I went, ah, I was just like, why do I have to do this? And I went down on my knees and I landed on the couch and then I got up and I, and I did everything and I was, it I was all. I thought you were going to say the floor or the <laughs> mattress would have been the same feeling. I landed. Yeah. I landed on the mattress and, uh, it was very painful. And then I yeah. got up and I I did it. I fixed everything. The ID. The only thing I haven't gotten back it was my WGA card, which they need to call me back. Well, I guess some would say that you must mourn these things, and maybe the approach that we have is not healthy because it will just push down feelings of like loss. Like I think even with death, sometimes mm-hmm. I can be this way. When I find out someone dies, I'm just like, all right, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Let's figure out what's next. Like I'm not gonna like me crying about it's not going to bring this person back isn't going to change anything like practical. Let's think about moving forward. Mm-hmm. Kiwi Herman died. I just saw that on my phone. I was like sad, but then I was like, well, of course, what did I think he was going to live forever? Like <laughs> what? Everyone has to die. It was just kind of like, okay, yeah. Oh God, that sucks. Okay. Yeah. But I, there's nothing I can do about it. It's just, um, I I think it's maybe an unhealthy way to look at things sometimes to move on from them so fast because I know, you know, my friend Kirsten this weekend dropped a plate of cookies and was crying about it. (laughs) And like, she scraped her knee too and she spent all this time working on these cookies and they fell 
and they like were all over her garage floor and they were ruined and they were wet. So like, I, cause I was like, if they're dry, just like wipe them off with a paper towel or like, like blow on them hard. It was fudge. But it was like fudge, yeah. wet fudge on like, oh, you know, right, dirty yeah. floor. So they were oh, ruined. Yeah. And she sent a picture and she was like, her face was like cry looking. And uh, she mourned them. Like she's like processes her emotions in a really good way. I would have just been like, it was always going to happen. Yeah, but what if you don't feel anything? You drop them, you're a little pissed at yourself, and then you don't feel the sadness. Is that bad? But maybe you don't feel the sadness because you're not letting it in. That's always what I wonder. Like, the reason I'm not feeling it is because I'm not Hmm. in tune with it. Is that why I'm in so much pain? I'm going to want to cut myself later because of this, like in weeks. Or like, I'm going to want to do, I'm going to be depressed later because I'm not feeling this feeling. Oh, it's like delayed? Yeah, repressed. So if I dropped a plate of cookies, I need to like mourn them for 30 minutes before moving on or else I'll get depressed later or feel or I'll feel maybe, pain. Maybe. Maybe. Is that real? Why can't it just be like I'm not a guy who gets emotional like that? Like I don't feel the emotion at all. That's what I'm saying about the wallet. It's like I was frustrated for like a few like 30 seconds but then I didn't feel just anything. Like no I I rarely feel anything. Well, I but you do because you are generally disgruntled about a lot of things. You feel things so much. That's like the only thing I feel is disgruntled. But like well, the mattress thing is it makes sense to feel disgruntled about. There's something you can do about it. The yeah. the wallet, it's out of your hands, literally. Mm. You know, there's nothing you can do. It's out of my path. And I think that is just a freeing feeling. When something's truly out of my hands, I'm just like, well, okay, what's next? Yeah. Like acceptance is the is, I think I think what Kirsten mm. did is just taking the long road to the goal of acceptance. And like, for whatever reason, when you lost your phone and I lost my wallet, we didn't have to go through Sadness Town in order to get to Acceptanceville. Yeah, we went, we went around. Yeah, we it. took the freeway. Or we but took I a helicopter think, in the fog. Oh my God. Yeah, never do that. Why would you ever go? Just let's do it anyway. I mean, I understand why it's been happening in the past. I know, understand why Kobe was like, let's just go through it and get to it because he's a guy that has achieved the uh, uh, impossible. Mm -hmm. There's no obstacle. He couldn't just find a way through. It like fits with his character to be like, this is the best pilot. I only have the best. There's a little bit of fog. I've been through fog and helicopters before. Let's just do it. But if you're not Kobe Bryant and you haven't achieved the impossible, don't fucking go. Don't. Just trust fog. <laughs> How could you? Would you ever drive through fog? I would pull over on the side of the road. Final thought. I've driven through fog. I mean, when I was, there was one time I was in a snowstorm. I was driving in South Dakota on the way to Badlands National Park. And I really felt like this is the closest I ever come to dying in a car because, well, besides an accident, because I was losing control of the car on the icy road like every two minutes and we would be driving past other cars that had gone over the edge into the snow drift on the side of the highway. And then there was a point where there was also construction and it was the craziest type of construction you can have. Imagine you're on a highway, a 65 in in South Dakota, it was 80 mile an hour uh, highway. You know how highways have a median? Yeah. This construction closed one side of the highway and directed traffic over the median onto the other side of the highway. So, so now it was a two-lane highway? You're on a two-lane highway, but it's an 80-mile-an-hour 
It's an 80 mile an hour, four lane highway going in both directions. And that right then would freak me the fuck out. But also it was icy blizzard conditions. And so I was like, this is fucking insane. No. Every, every few minutes, I, the, the, steer, the steering wheel of the car would not this work anymore. I don't like the outdoors. It would be on an ice drift. And I would just be like, I, you, when you're on an ice drift in a car, you just have to let go of the wheel sort of and just glide along with it. It's called, um, it's like similar to hydroplaning. You just have to kind of glide and let it go. Because if you fight against it, you'll just skid out. And that's what those other people did. I'd be so mad at my boyfriend for wanting <laughs> to go to the fucking Badlands. Yes. If we ended up on a highway that was iced over going 80 miles an hour at no. each other. I would file for divorce before we were married. <laughs> it was horrible. I would say, I would never, ever, I, honestly, I would be happy because it would prove everything I'm scared of. Like, this is why we don't do this stuff. Like, this is why I don't go, why do, what are the Badlands? So, why were they, what? It's a national park. Why were you even doing this? It's, it's one of the, we, we, me and Allie want to go to all 63 national parks before we die. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the yes. national parks. And well, you better get to it soon because it sounds like you're putting yourself in situations where you're going to die all the time <laughs> to do this. <laughs> well, we, so we did the, it, and also we were on that road for over two hours, the uh, head to head 80 mile an hour highway in the blizzard. It was insane. And there's, you're in South Dakota. There was like, well, we can't just pull Why not over. Pull over? Yeah. We can't just pull over and then just be in the cold. We need to find a town and there just isn't any. There's just nowhere to mm. go. So we just had to keep going because we were going to the middle of nowhere. We we're going to the Badlands. We were staying in an Airbnb in Wasta, a little town that's got like 15 people in it. We had to make it to Wasta. So we, we made it, it. It did wind up paying off because we get to the Badlands and the roads are closed because the, we got off the road just in time. They closed all the roads because of the blizzard. So nobody can get to where we are at all in any way. So we go to the Badlands and we asked the park ranger um, how many cars are in the park. And he said, you are one of three cars in the entire park. And so we went into this park. It was like a, a winter wonderland. And we were the only ones there. And that was amazing. And we only did it. Worth almost dying for. Not worth almost dying for at all. But it, there was a payoff. To, like if you had kids, would you have continued that journey? Um, I would have. In the car. I would have gone twice as fast. <laughs> oh, Brian! Okay, well, no, I have a I stupid probably... question, Brian. Doesn't the snow though make it look just like any other snow-covered park? No, this looked amazing. I can show you pictures. It looked pretty amazing. I mean, it was it was amazing just being there. It was freezing. It was that like one degree. Me out that n first of all, I just think you get there and there's no stores open. There's nothing. For, there was nothing. There's no. That sounds like hell. We ate what do soup. you do for food? Well, we had we had food in the car because this was like a we were doing a cross country road trip and we we had food okay. in the car. But it was like That's we fun. were so at that point we were so starved for a hot meal. It was like we were eating canned soup or like uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for days, and we were like, man, it would be nice to just what have an actual is the payoff here? Just seeing beautiful trees with snow on them like what's the payoff for going I, I i'm not playing dumb i know I, this comes up all the time on the show like what nikki why can't you just understand the beauty of a hike or whatever what's the point of all of this the point of it is that there is no point to anything they're in bonding life. it's the bonding and experience so all that matters no? is I don't think it's well yeah we did bond but that's not what well, we didn't do it so we can bond is the point to look at 
pretty things. There it, is no it, point. That's the point. That's a that's a point. There is no point to doing anything in life. Life is inherently meaningless and pointless. And so all you have to do is decide that something has a point, and then it does. But so what is that point that you decided? It was an adventure. It was that like, you can scratch off that on your bucket. For list. me, I love the idea of checking off that I'm on on my my uh, list. But also, oh, it, it was an adventure, and that that trip. We could have stayed, we, it was like a seven week trip. We could have stayed at home and experienced nothing for seven weeks. But now we no, went and we experienced. You could go out to brunch. You could go on walks. You could go shopping. You could go, you could watch a bunch of TV shows. You could like, but we could do you that. You could go on hikes around here. But that's not, that, that wouldn't have been as special. This was really special. We had an amazing okay. time. And that, and that's why. People go, I think there's a certain level where you shouldn't go in a helicopter in the middle of the fog because like your chances of dying are so high. Like I wouldn't skydive, but like this to right. me, and we didn't anticipate being trapped in this snowstorm. This is just but something that happened. Right. But there is, you did go in the winter to a place that could have snowy. That was poor planning. With not a lot of, of rest stops. Well, no, no, My it wasn't, point- it wasn't the winter. It was a. A unseasonable Arctic blast. Well, that you went this. during climate change, yes. and that shit happens. It was so it's like, on you. Yeah. No, I okay. I will say that there is something in me that does understand why hikes would be nice because there is a. I'm staying on this ranch, and there is a tiny patch. It's point probably zero four miles. So it's a it's a little little patch, less than a of twentieth of a mile. And it's beautiful and it's like you walk through it and you're like in the woods and there's a waterfall and it's so nice. And I will walk that back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, just listening to a good song. That's my kind of hiking. It's right off from where I live. It is within, I don't have to drive anywhere to get to it. I don't have to, there's no climbing. There's no, there's an end. Anytime I want it to be, I am 0.04 miles from an end. It is right there. It's just a pathway. And I can just go back and forth and get that sense of nature. And I, I found myself just going back and forth so often. And I go, oh, my God, I think I like hiking. But I, the truth is, I still don't like hiking because all the things about hiking that I don't like are not involved in this. This is what I like. I like finding a wooded path that I can walk back and forth on. Like it's the courtyard of my retirement home and they just built it so, you know, they could, I could pretend I'm out in the woods. That's what I like. Yeah. So I do understand like being in nature feels good, but I want it to be close by. And, um, man, I'm just like, I'm angry about this, this, uh, Two lane highway experience. Oh, that, that was bad. On. I mean, I I'm wouldn't. I'm so mad at you. That. I want Allie to file. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like was she? Was she mad about her? Was she just like, oh she, no, she likes this stuff. So she was probably like, yeah, oh, she this is, is scary, way, but we did it. She's way less risk averse than me. I was like white knuckles. Like I was freaked out. I was like, this is really bad. And she yeah, was, you could have died. She was freaked out normal, which is like for her that is like screaming your head off. I was like, this is insane. That was, I, I would never choose to do that. I don't even like driving on a regular two-way like road, like a country no. road. I, I think it's so stupid that you can drive over 50 miles an hour in opposite directions on a road and just trust that the other person's not going to go over the yellow line. The yellow line doesn't stop anything. It's just a line in the middle of the road. It's painted. just a line. And people be texting, man. People be grabbing 
um, an ice cream cone that they dropped in the passenger side seat. That's how Dawson's dad died. Oh, my God. You ever like reach for something that dropped and you're like, you can't help but the steering wheel moves with you? Yeah. Like there's, I can't believe people aren't just oh, no, like there's some really into dumb each other things. so much more often. Every, when, you, when you're eating in the car, one time I was eating in the car and like, I forgot, it was like something like a little bean, like a little tiny piece of the thing that I was eating fell. And oh I was, God. and for some reason I was like, I cannot allow that little bean to be on the floor of my car for yes. another second while I'm driving. So I, I was reaching for the bean and I was, I felt myself like I, I'm, I'm out of control Swerving. right now. Yes. I was like, what the, f-? and I had to stop myself. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Is it really what worth dying happening? to pick up this bean for, I'm going to, I could, I could eat, I'm going to be done driving in 30 minutes and I could spend all day looking for the bean. Why <laughs> do I have to do it now? I relate to it so much. It's so reckless. It's so stupid. Uh, we have to go, but I wanted to just uh, say what I want to get to tomorrow on the show. This weekend, I met one of the richest people in the yes. planet and I can't wait to talk about that. Um, and truly one of the most wealthy per- people on planet Earth. And I got to like interview them about being so wealthy, which is so exciting. And then I want to talk about the book you're reading, Noah. Okay. And I want to talk about the festival you went to this weekend. Oh, okay. And sure. yeah. And I want to, and then I think Anya will be with us tomorrow, but we'll see. We'll see if her internet is up and working. But that's everything that you will get from the podcast tomorrow. Thank you for listening today. Anya, we missed you. Don't be cut. And just don't take any chances pull over get the bean later looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results but also empower you with a sense of complete control enter conair girl bomb your secret weapons for smooth sleek results made just for women from the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades you don't have to compromise and settle for less Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. 
You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. <laughs> 